This is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice. With me, Michael Kuehl. And me, Roger Bell West. And we are here in the, well, it's an English summer. So the storm has passed. The sun is out. Temporarily. The, the, um, the next storm is coming in. In England, we don't have summer. We just have, either it's too bloody hot or... Remember that hotness we had last week? That was summer, that was. So <laughs> summer never actually happens. Too hot, either. too cold, or both at once. Yeah. Or too wet. And uh, carry on. Anyway, the... Uh, and with that, with that in mind... With uh, that in mind, we're going to be talking uh, today about Britishness. Though not about the weather, though we are British. Um, and uh, what it means for gaming and in-gaming. And uh, matters of style and uh, and... Uh, and of substance. We'll also be talking about... Uh, well, it's been over a year since all our gaming turned to online gaming, so how's, how's that gone? What, what's that? Obviously there are still problems, but what's, what's continuing to be a problem? What have we fixed? What's actually got better? Uh, uh, but first... Uh, first of all, I would like to say very many thanks to uh, Glenn Lewis, who has contributed to encourage us to keep doing this. If you would... Uh, like, like to join us, August Company, um, paypal.me slash rogerbw. Uh, but do also uh, contact us in some other way, because PayPal doesn't always tell me when somebody's put some money in. Yes, that, 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 didn't they used to tell you you'd got money? Uh, well, they did. Yes, they do. About four times out of five, they will bother to tell me this. <laughs> and so, if, if particularly if we haven't acknowledged you, that's why. And I apologise. Uh, the other thing is uh, the discussion.tekeli.ly forum, which is where most of the talk about this podcast happens, uh, has other role-playing game discussion as well. And we encourage you to uh, come and visit. It's it's run by me, and I don't steal your data. He he, he promises us, and if he, if he vanishes to some place without extradition, you're going to have to uh, come for me. I don't. Have to be to fair, say. nobody's buying what what I might have to offer at this point, but. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, I, I think I think everything everybody has has already been leaked. The uh, uh, anyway, we shall move onwards to the first of our grand topics. Recently, I have been hanging around online doing games, uh, and we're going to talk about that in the uh, second part of today's programme. And on one occasion, somebody struck by my immense fame, or at least my contacts with Roger. We are not worthy. (laughs) Well, I'm sure there's somebody who's not worthy of us, but I'd hate to have to meet them. Um, There's uh, said to me, why don't you get Roger to write a game for... A science fiction game for British gamers. Not GURPS, he said, which guaranteed that I knew what Roger's reply <laughs> was likely to be. But it works so well for science fiction games. Anyway. And, and, and yeah, I know, I know. We're, we're, uh, we, what I was going to say was, um, but I, I, I said I would give it a try and I got the expected reply. But I also thought it would be a good idea for us to talk about... British gaming in general, not in a super patriotic sort of way, but in an analytical sort of a way to say what its characteristics are, because we both think there's there are definite commonalities of theme and technical approach. 
Yeah, I think there is a, a style, a flavour, which is more correlated with British written mm. material than, than elsewhere. I, I would say up front, this is not absolutely not a, you know, this is a British game and that isn't. There, there, there are shades of this all over the place, and uh, there are there are things we are most enthusiastic about. But we'll steal for anybody. We are British. Yeah, but but also, you know, there, there are games that are a bit like this, and games that are a lot like this, and so on. It's it's not a. Yeah. It's, it's a spectrum, not uh, not a either or. But I, th- I think the most distinctive thing for me, and this, this ties into the the culture of British gamers as well as the culture of British games, is that on the one hand we don't take it all terribly seriously. Yeah, that's very high high on the list. But on the other hand, we don't play it for laughs either. Uh, the the oh. humor the humor is not an explicit goal of the game. But it arises in the game from the situation of, as it might be, serious people doing serious things and then laughing about it. Or, well, you know, you, you, you've got to laugh because the things you're up against are, are so tremendous that, that uh, you, you, have, yes. you have no rational chance against them. But you have to go on anyway. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say that would tie in with the, the first of my cultural points, which is indeed what John Cleese said, that... Uh, British, the British, especially the English, would rather be, uh, be told that they're a bad lover than that they have no sense of humour, which, on the whole, is, I've always thought is just as well. But I, we, I, but I would argue that while, while we can be self-deprecating, uh, uh, this is both as a national char- characteristic and quite possibly person to person, if anybody else agrees with us, they're probably going to get a good kicking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's also true that we think that... Um, Comedy is basically tragic. That we aren't big on slapstick. Um, no, no matter what the impression Benny Hill may have given the Americans, we are we're primarily go- uh, going on about um, we're primarily going on about situations that are intolerable but horribly funny. Yeah, the, this spurs a, a great side thing which I won't get into now, but co- comes down to I do not get on with, appreciate, enjoy the sort of humour that is basically this person is getting something wrong, look at him, ha ha. Which is an awful lot of humour when, when you start looking at it, but that, that's it's a separate true. consideration. Another another element, I think, is particularly when role-playing games got to their first big wave of popularity in the 80s. Mm. The British tendency was a lot more anti-establishment, I think. Uh, people, examples. People, well, people who were people who were young, people who were you know just getting started writing games and so on. Yeah. Were yeah we 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 had been around in the seventies when we were told everything is rubbish and it's probably your fault. Uh, <laughs> and that that then you know if you wanted to get laid in the early eighties you had to claim to be comprehensively anti-Thatcher no matter what your opinion was unless you were actually a young conservative. Um. So, I, th- I think what this comes into is American fantasy games at the time were, you know, the, the, the shiny hero with teeth that go ting, as we've mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. Where, whereas we got Warhammer. Yeah. The, the Warhammer... grotty fantasy where you aspire to be a rat catcher, but you'll probably die of plague first. A bit. Uh, Warhammer is, is, is a little bleak. If you take Warhammer seriously, it's a lot too bleak for me. 
Yeah, but it's but, but it's not a comedic game. There there aren't no. yeah there there aren't things to laugh at in the game. What you, where the humor the, comes in is is as we're just saying because you have this horrible world, but you've got to live in it anyway. The, uh, I were, uh, as a counterpoint, I will point out that a lot of uh, of Warhammer um, feeds the British love of stupid puns and in jokes. Only it does it yeah. in pseudo. It does it in pseudo German, which is a reason. <laughs> if if you lots have of people, if you have a get, basic German vocabulary, then then it gets quite strange when you start recognising the words. But yeah. also, one one particular villain is betrayed by his name. If you know the particular. German word, but anyway, <laughs> related to that, um, I I always remember that you know when the big miniseries TV program whatever about nuclear war came out, the US had the day after and we had threads, and Americans yeah, well, said this was pretty darn bleak, and we said yeah yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> we um, do, yeah. yeah. There is a there is a trait of. Realism in uh, in British role playing, which is uh, which is very strange, given the given the the, the subjects that we work on um, and work with. But I don't I don't think the um, uh, the fantasy gratification thing is one of our um, is one of our strong points. I, this is something you, you may have met more than I did, but I I certainly got got a feeling uh, of a predominant sense of things used to be better. Uh, you know, we had an empire. People respected us before we pissed uh, it all away. And it's all somebody yeah, well, else's fault. Yeah, um, it's only a very recent years that we have started to think about, hey, maybe we were the baddies to a certain extent. Yeah, but that, that sense of um, the past is where you look for wonderful stuff and you, you certainly don't hope for it in the future. Well, yeah, uh, the... The fact that uh, we are very like the Centauri in Babylon 5. Um, in the old days, we, we had an empire. We had thousands of servants. Everything was wonderful. But makes, that makes the Centauri virtually a piss take of the British ar- aristocrat. Yeah, though, though consider also the Lord of the Rings. I mean, the, the, the mm. world, world-menacing threat is, is, is dealt with, but the people who did the most dealing with it I mean, they, they, they get positive endings, but they don't necessarily get the endings they might have wanted at the start. Large numbers of them get get broken, and there is a new age, but it's a new age of mortals. Yeah. And that, and, uh, that, is, uh, uh, that is Tolkien, and I think that's probably Tolkien and reacting to the First World War, though it's a cliche to say so. Sure, and to some extent to what he was saying of the second. Um, mm. A thing that I, I'm... Very much going out on a limb here, uh, but when I talk with American gamers, it's very usual for them to have had have been or have had somebody in their group who was uh, ex-military, and I've, I've heard of, for example, you know, obviously wargaming is, is a common recreation, yeah, um, and that that I th- that I think spread into uh, early role playing. I've heard heard of a lot of military based role playing groups, mm. and yeah. I, I don't have historical numbers. Right now, uh, UK military is about half the proportion of the population that the US is. 
But mm. I think it is rarer to to have someone in your group who is ex-military. Possibly, I don't know about this. Maybe because our guys tend to stay in longer, so you have fewer ex-military people about. I, I've met I've met them. They're not they're not um, non-existent in British gaming. Yeah. Um, and back and it struck me that back when uh, I was starting out in gaming and gaming was mostly war gaming. That's something I'm going to try and come back to. Then there are a lot more um, ex-military, including one very spectacularly bonkers um, ex-military chap who was part of the uh, Wigan Wargaming group, hmm. um, who's no longer longer with us. He'd been in Malaya, and it had done something to him, uh, which, uh, put it this way, I, I probably told this story before. When the, uh, when the local Baptist minister went... Um, went to the papers and said that we were Satanists. And the papers sent round a reporter to check. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good, you're just in time for the Sabbat. No, what I said was, no, no, we are are just people pursuing a peculiar hobby. And uh, uh, and we all know the difference between reality and fantasy. And then Chris came in and I said, ah, except for Chris. (laughs) But these has made. There were a lot of, of ex-military and people who just missed being called up, mm-hmm. and there were people. Um, there were, and all of us then were looking back to the Second World War as the defining event of history, even more than people are nowadays. Uh, and uh, and and given the result of Brexit, that, that is quite a remarkable statement. Well, it's it's safer now because there aren't enough aren't enough people around who actually know anything about it. Yeah, but there are more people who have come from places that are actually impacted by it mm. and can tell us when we're talking bollocks. We're, yes, all right, Kat, that is most of the time. <laughs> I, I do hope he's not getting royalties on this. Um, yeah. If I hear from his agent, I'll let you know. <laughs> I've never been very involved in the British wargaming scene. Um, Insofar mm. as now clearly there still is one, um, I when when I started gaming, there, there wasn't really a distinction between wargaming, mm. role playing, vaguely fantasy related board games. It was just all part of the same hobby, really. Yeah, by by the eighties, it had started to become so. Yeah, but there was, there still is uh, a uh, board uh, a game a wargaming culture distinct from uh, the. It, there's there, there's still an intersection, still a shared set, but it's smaller nowadays. Mm. One of the things that I was going to say about British gaming was that it's intensely hobbyist, and we are a nation that is bigger on hobbies than the Americans are more um, more focused on it. And with that in, in in mind, I think there is sometimes a greater focus on military recreation and military themes in uh, in gaming in, in, even in role role gaming where we know it's not necessarily a good idea even though you and I have had some fun uh, doing um, service themed uh, games my experience is very much the opposite though um, I think Maybe I think I've, I've yeah obviously we yeah we haven't met the same people we we've, we've only barely yeah. games together. Um, my when when I've put up, oh, for example, when when I uh, put up a 
game for people to play at a convention is usually takes the form of, of a notice on a notice board. And yeah. sometimes I put in which character is which, so somebody particularly wants to find, yeah, this one is interesting. Uh, they, yeah. can, they can sign up for that one. And almost always, uh, the if, if there is any sort of rank structure, the commander is the last one to get signed up. Yeah, you can usually rely on me for that because I'm an egotist. Meanwhile, a, I, I ran this past some American gamers and they said, nope, generally everybody wants to be the commander. The Americans have... Uh, it's very peculiar. They, they, they claim to be egalitarian, but they have uh, an excessive regard for status. Whereas the British, being aware that there is hierarchy, know that being at the top can be a shit job. And it's the responsibility of the people underneath to make that job shit, and the rest of them will have fun doing so. Well, one of Woodhouse's classic images for me yeah. is you, know, you, you, you you're turning up at Blandings and there, there is this scruffy guy chase, chasing things around the rose bushes with, with, with a can of something extremely toxic. And that is mm-hmm. Lord X. Yeah. Because he knows he is on top. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to do the constant status displays. Yeah. But and Wh- another... whereas if, if you were dealing with, you know, um, a Rockefeller, you wouldn't expect that to happen. Yeah, and you'll notice even in Woodhouse the Rockefellers or equivalent get enormous amounts of respect and uh, deference to because of money. But on the other hand, Woodhouse also provides us with uh, Roderick Spode, mm-hmm. uh, who is the leader of the Black Shorts and a, a wannabe um, fascist dictator. Yeah, more people ought to have read that about five to ten years ago, I suspect. But anyway, too oh late there. dear, I, I, I did, I did. Okay. The number of people of our current blessed leaders, I imagine, as Roderick Spode wearing black footed top, footer bags, is um, is quite is quite large and consists. And there are members of the cabinet in that group. So, what 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 else is is a British role playing style? I I think these things come together to some extent, and so probably generally a low, lower power approach to the same setting. Than a typical American game might take. Um, I can't remember who it was. So remembering Babylon Five, there is an episode in, in I think the last season, which mm. is basically looking at the guys who do the cleanup. Yeah, as, as yeah. the primary viewpoint characters, and it was it was a British gamer who suggested that would be the Babylon Five campaign I want to run. <laughs> Lower decks the whole way. Yes. Um, that that sort of thing. Uh, there, there's a cultural thing. I mean, this this starts to drift more onto the British subject rather than the British style. But the idea, not not often backed up by the truth, but but there, there's an image in in the seventies and eighties of we are we are the vaguely sane voice that isn't the USA, but is still basically more or less on that side. You know, yeah. J- James Bond is stopping a nuclear war between USA and USSR rather than helping mm. the USA primarily. Um, it, it's that sort of trying not to admit that, all right, we're actually doing exactly what the Americans want us to do in return for very little. Uh, the, the idea that, yes, we are, we are still independent, we are still our own thing. Um, but I think that comes usefully into a... a, a 
a campaign would very often be, all right, we're going to have to make our own decisions about this. We can't just do what the bosses tell us to do. Yes, I think that's that's probably true from the point of view of theme. Um, during the high imperial days of the Victorians, um, our self-image was very much that of the Romans. Our, our, our classical model was the Romans. Um, and because their ancestors were, were outlaws, thieves, uh, rapists, kidnappers, um, and proud of it, damn you, proud of it. <laughs> and our, uh, our ancestors were pirates, freebooters. Rapists, um, thieves, kidnappers. <laughs> slavers. Um, and all that. Uh, we were we managed to be we managed to take the president and be proud of it. But nowadays, well, uh, back then, back then we were uh, back in the seventies, eighties, the nineties, up to a point. Um, the uh, we we wanted to be Greece to uh, America's Rome, and the Romans also uh, are a great influence on American culture. Um, and American political assumptions, but nowadays we've reached the point, and this is going to be where we're going to get a bit political. Um, uh, that the American culture has gone do lally in places, and unfortunately, rather than taking um, uh, uh, we taking our, our our card table and going home, uh, we are we are. We are matching the doolally in some areas. I get very depressed when I see the same people say, on the one hand, look at that American politician, isn't he an idiot? And then fall yeah. for the exact same line from a British politician. Well, our chaps are different. They went to Eton, you know. I don't know. I, I, My experience of old Etonians is that most of them are actually quite good. It's just the ones who can't do anything else who end up in bloody politics. Well, yeah, they, you don't want them doing anything important. One last point, I think, on, on the British style, which may, I don't know how influential it may have been, but we just don't really do large-scale gamer organisations, possibly because we don't have the large scale. Um, yeah. I remember TSR pushing the UK branch of the RPGA. Yeah. And the the universal reaction from the people I knew was, why? Uh, what, yeah, what's well, it for? What what is the well, point of playing the same advent, same adventures as everybody else, and you know having an official character? You know, I, I just play games. Yeah, that the, the I think part of that I I never saw it up the point of it either. Providing lots of different adventures, providing um, a default universe you could play in. Yeah, that that makes sense. But you don't need to be TSR to do it, and you. You don't need an organisation to to do it. I think what it is is that it's an attempt to breach the sheer problems of scale um, in the US, which mm. we don't have. I remember going to uh, one or maybe two of the UK uh, Gen Cons when they were in London, mm -hmm. and it was fine, but it wasn't my idea of a weekend away with friends. It was too organised, too, there were too many people, uh, more people than I could make possibly make contact with, whereas, uh, we've said this before, the British style of conventioning is is a few hundred, whereas a couple of thousand or uh, thousands and up is what that sort of scale of gaming requires. Hmm. Um, I, uh, 
I, I, I think different types of organisation come up in the UK and on a different scale and possibly with a more personal focus. But there's probably a really good um, PhD waiting for somebody. I keep saying that. One of these days I'll hear <laughs> back from somebody who's followed one of my suggestions for good or ill. In, in looking into how um, gaming groups formed up, reformed, continued and changed over the um, over the pandemic when we had to do everything remotely and there was no, somebody drops into your group of an evening and you... Because they're visiting, not. yeah. Because they're visiting. This, that, that doesn't happen. But that's sort of drifting into our other, other topic. Yeah. Um, the other thing that the RPGA seemed to regard as a selling point at the time was you can take your character you can have your officially registered character you can take it from one one game to another and yes that, 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 that's implying a mobility that we didn't really have and I'm wondering whether maybe the US did you know if, if you're moving 500 miles across the, across multiple states yeah maybe it would be really nice to, to say yeah I, I can just slot directly into this group if presumably they're of the right level and whatever but the, the theory was that I, I don't think I there has been occasional transfer of characters between games but for a start yeah. I've never been in that culture where everybody was playing the same game true you know it was you know my my my, my role master game somebody else's request somebody else's d d so there wasn't any direct transference anyway but but also they were different settings and yeah at least the people I was with uh, were, yeah, yes, there was there was standard fantasy, but it was just one of a whole bunch of different things. So that wasn't, mm. yeah, you, you you couldn't easily bring a character across, even if you had the mechanical compatibility. I I think it's partly the fact that you um, the American um, sense of achievement being required. I have I have worked hard to uh, create this nineteenth level wizard, and I don't see why I should stop playing him now. Mm. And 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 just just shifting between people's campaigns, even in on a small scale, was quite common. If uh, what Lee Gold tells tells us about uh, early LA, LA science fiction society gaming um, is accurate, people would. It seems like take it, she was there. <laughs> she was there. Um, I think she probably remembers. Uh, uh, then uh, then I then people were shifting from one person's D and D game. But it was very fast and loose, and nowadays I think most GMs have a stronger sense of what their particular style and their particular limits are. And I, uh, though it was all thrown together and bodged in the early days, and to a certain extent it is, there's also the issue of, um, of uh, house ruling and... Uh, and Different different sets of uh, gaming assumptions about mm. the same thing. I, I, I mentioned this in connection with Ars Magica before that it's very difficult to tell what the truth is about a particular person's mythic Europe until you've played with them. Yeah, uh, same with Traveller. There, there are yeah, there there are certain things that are, are reasonably well defined. Like you can't jump from inside this distance from planet, and the jump takes yeah. about this long. But there are other things, and there there is a whole list of them on on various uh, traveller fan sites. Of this is stuff that the books never really defined back in the day, and mm. you're going to need to 
make a decision about it for your Traveller universe. There is no single right answer. Yeah. Uh, uh, some of the larger versions of this say, okay, if, if you pick this option, it will have these implications and so on. But, yeah. It's, it, it, it's true. And, the, and, and some of those are technical issues which start to matter. And some of those are or technological issues, maybe, I mean. Hmm. And some of them are, uh, are political implications of things. How active, how active the uh, the Imperium is, and how rapidly they will respond to um, notice of a particular bad thing happening, hmm. is very much. But and then, and to, what think, yeah. and how, to what how, extent? How much force can they? Will they throw at a situation? It's true, and uh, and and how how uh, much independence uh, a local uh, government, a local member member of the Imperial. Uh, uh, nobility has um, is very much, and it, and it depends on the sense of what the um, of what what the each individual G- GM thinks is fun. Yeah, we've this, talked about this before. This is something of a sidetrack, but uh, but I think yeah, that was a, re- a reason that made shifting between campaigns difficult. The other thing is, I think campaign length has generally gone down. Um, the impression I get from the early days, and certainly from my early days, which were a bit later. Uh, is that what what you would typically have is X's game, mm. and that is probably their D and D game in the uh, to start with, but that that game basically goes on as long as X is running it, and it may completely replace the players over time, but it is still basically the same mm. world, the same. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and certainly, I have I have I have threads of narrative in my games, which and and universals. Which have only had to be rewritten once or twice, <laughs> um, in, uh, and uh, and and that sort of thing. I am overly fond of of the universe is suddenly shifted underneath the players, and they do not know why. But by contrast, um, the the adventure path phenomenon, uh, you you can plug several of these together. Um, but the general impression I get seems to be here is this series of adventures which might might be published as four or five separate books to make up a ca- short books to make up a campaign. Yeah. But you're going to start this probably with I- either new or pretty new characters, and you may well stop running that campaign at the end of it, where you know they, they they've achieved the, the object of the campaign. Yeah. Uh, and you will then run a different set of characters doing different things. Um, which actually matches more the way I, I like to run stuff. I, I like to have more more big storytelling than things go on and we have successes and we have failures and they just go on in much the same way. There are games. Uh, there are games that I brought to a satisfactory conclusion, and games that I have brought to a point where I think, yeah, I'd like a second season of this, and it never happens. Hmm. Some of my my, uh, my first. RuneQuest campaign was one of the... It ran until Michael's life got in the way. Um, and, and or it ran until the the characters ploughed into the ground and there was nowhere else. There was no fresh published material coming out. Mm. Um, and uh, and I, I had to I had to call it to a stop. But hang on. No, I, think, I think we're drifting off the point and into, into gener- generalities here. Let me so, go so to the subjects. Was, yes, subjects. I was going to say that uh, this is part of what we've touched on already, um, which is the great um, wave of um, 
of material that the British inherited um, and which we watched when we were young, me young, older than, uh, further back than you, of the peculiar themes of British pop culture, especially television, because we're constantly having to um, compensate for the, uh, the fact that we are not as magnificent as we remember ourselves being. And, see also uh, nostalgia. See also nostalgia. Uh, but there is um, there is something special, and then it combines all the things uh, about the early British science fiction, which we drew drew upon then, and we I think which has sort of spread a bit further um, into into uh, American influencing some, influencing some of the American. Uh, writing nowadays, but uh, Quatermass and other British television fantasy and uh, science fiction of the 50s and 60s was necessarily low-key but always ambitious. Hmm. We always bigged up our own culture and the significance of our own culture um, in order to make us more important than we actually were. But we kept the assumptions of those settings slightly pessimistic, I well, think. One way to keep your production budget low is, is yeah. to set it on contemporary Earth. And it's even cheaper if you set it in England. Mm -hmm. Or at least in the UK. Or oh, And sometimes you never get outside of London. The, the Cardiff thing, has had a lot of exposure recently. For the, the thing you haven't haven't mentioned that was, uh, I think, a much more of an influence on me, me than Quatermass, of course, is Doctor Who. Yes, uh, and you know, nineteen seventies Doctor Who. We have the British space program. Uh, we and do. It, we it, did. It, yeah, it, oh, it, yes, it, vaguely. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. It, it was always going badly wrong, and the Doctor had to come in and rescue us. I seem to recall. But Not as bad this, as when we attempted time travel. Th this is at the same time as the actual British space program has been utterly abandoned to the point of not. Yeah. Anyway, that's a separate yes. rant. Yeah, but, yeah. That, that, that's a bit of politics that is. is but is but not, the point is that that's the image. You know, we, we are yeah. we are not going to try to mount an American space program with the Doctor getting involved. We are just yes. going to have a British space program because that that is the thing we can do from a production point of view. Yes, um, we we don't have many actors who can make who can do convincing American accents, and uh, sadly sometimes we let them try. <laughs> but you know, it, it just make you grant the basic implausibility, and there's all the the question about what what you know, is this supposed to be contemporary with broadcast or a bit in the future, and that there are mm. pe people go down rabbit holes on this, and I'm not going to. But the the idea was that this it, it's not presented as an alternate universe; it's presented as this could be. It just happens not to be. Yeah, uh, I seem to recall seeing uh, one of the rabbit holes, I seem to recall, in one of the uh, Doctor Who novels, um, had Shirley Williams as Prime Minister instead of Margaret Thatcher, which I had a certain sympathy for. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, the, 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 the thing was, we, we, made, our, we made ourselves uh, out to be important, and we're, it, it, it's, it's the Moonraker syndrome, yeah, uh, the James Bond as as so often did it first, mm. and uh, and we we had um, we had a space program despite ourselves and despite discovering that it was actually infiltration by I can't remember if it was ex Nazis or or the Reds um, were actually behind the. Uh, uh, you're the, talking the about project. the novel. I'm talking about the novel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ex Nazis. I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
but yes. Um, and we, and we, we didn't even let our ex-Nazis get to the moon, which Heinlein did. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably had a better appreciation of um, how much Delta V you actually need. It, it, mm. I was going to say that I don't think Quotamass has been a huge influence on my gaming, but then it occurs to me that an awful lot of the games I run are you are working for some vaguely covert organisation investigating things going wrong in some approximation of the real world, and there is weirdness that you know about and the organisation knows about, but most people don't. So <laughs> that's not re- no, that's not that's not really that's not really Quatermass. That uh, Quatermass is the um, is the the bold uh, iconoclastic. Uh, and very very intelligent scientist, uh, scientist stroke engineer, who wants to go where no one has gone before, and is fighting constantly fighting the uh, the politicians out who want to cut his budget and the military who want to take him over, and he falls uh, and he keeps finding the strange stuff which his uh, which his uh, probing of outer space has created. Oh, fair, ex- fair enough. I, I except have except at the except at the end in which it turns out uh which is 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 a very political thing Quatermass and the pit which is about the 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 the, the primor- primordial back history and why human beings are such aggressive shits and about about what we were engineered to be by the martians <laughs> um and and that that's that talks about lots of things but all right. How about the the subject of Britain in games? Um, I've, ignoring for a moment the the Twilight Two Thousand Guide to the UK, which I've I've reviewed elsewhere at some length. All right, not, all right, all right, all right. Well, there, there, there's a rant on my uh, on my blog, and and all, and I think you've ranted in in your case about about uh, people who write things about the UK. And don't quite get it. I could be galloping along, reading something normally uh, a normally historical or historical fantasy, and then run slam bang into uh, the fact that the person who's uh, who's written it has never been to the UK and uh, certainly has never been to the nineteenth century, mm-hmm. and is is operating off their memories of what somebody once said about Jane Austen, or maybe the Bronze. Uh, but you know, or oh, we we know London is a big city, therefore it must take many hours to walk across it. Or and and Oxford is an important university, therefore they must have fraternities. Yes, yeah. Um... But be this, we're t- all right. Well, I, I think we're the, the relevant thing this. here is is that the the term I usually use for this is the Britain Land theme park. And if you are writing for a primarily American audience, that may actually be what you want to achieve because. You, you want to say, yeah, this is yeah, that's the experience they're expecting, and that's the experience the game gives them, or the book, or whatever. Mm. It, it's only when it comes comes up awkwardly against people who actually live here, and we say, "Hang on a minute, that doesn't actually work because we don't have them." <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, that, it's it's not as bad as when I come across uh, across British authors who tell me I was born within five miles of Hadrian's Wall, and I grew up uh, studying these subjects at university, and I thought. In that case, you would have known bloody better than you, and write better than you actually are. <laughs> but uh, as I say, my tastes tend to be low. All right, we we got diverted. All right, Britain as a setting. People need to grasp the scale first of all. It's smaller, and it's harder in 
non-historical times to get yourself isolated and in trouble. It's still possible, but yeah, you feel isolated. I know that. Uh, the uh, uh, the uh, uh, it's harder to get yourself in trouble, and things are more interconnected, and people don't react quite the way you're expecting to if you're not British. Yeah, if if you they want, uh, you know, somebody has an isolated place where where they get up to their shenanigans. The mm. the sort of people who will have a large patch of land that nobody is allowed to come onto is more restricted than in the US where you can casually go out and buy one if it's in the middle of nowhere and it won't even be hugely expensive. Yeah, and then build what you like on it, more or less. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas here, here the county council will be on your neck as soon as you start erecting your pseudo-Tudor unplanned uh, 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 half-timbered building, um, which can be seen by other people. I don't. Th I don't know if 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 a building is is built far away, nobody can see it. Um, I strongly suspect the local council will still make a, an objection to it. Well, there aren't that many. Well, we we the the landscape isn't usually hilly enough for that. But uh, there yeah, may be an isolated valley in Wales somewhere. I would say population density in general is the thing. I mean, obviously, uh, fellow Europeans, and I use that term advisedly, but will be more used to it than Americans are. Uh, yeah, and I, I believe that I believe the Dutch um, exceed us by a couple of parameters, but the uh, but yeah, it, it is close and it is well connected, and and we we have our parochial small towns, but the kids can leave them a whole lot more easily, and they do, hmm. <laughs> uh, and which is one of the grumps of the people in the parochial small towns, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, there are. Uh, the, uh, the, there were in historical times people who lived in their own, air, own small area and never left, but that was a long time ago. That was most of my lifetime ago. My, my, uh, my paternal grandmother never left Manchester until she was in her 70s and came down on a family holiday with us to London and to Cornwall. Mm -hmm. And she didn't like it much. Hey. Uh, uh, but... Uh, and, yeah, I uh, I think there are uh, assumptions built into some uh, games which don't seem to work. Uh, the the one that's coming to mind at, at the moment is the one that says people compete. Um, we liked paranoia, we loved it as 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 a as a as a model as satire, and as a mode of gaming. A bit, and we didn't mind there that that everybody from the top, everybody knew that all the other players were were likely out to screw you as well, mm -hmm. except for the one who recognises your um, your secret society um, your secret society recognition signal, and even he's probably out to get the credit with your with your mutual bosses mm. at the same time. But we don't. We are. We tend to be more cooperative um, in an agreed. Um, in a, an agreed mutual exercise, even if we are bickering and sniping at each other all the I, time. I have met the sort of player who liked, who would always play a character who would steal from the party. But it has been a rare thing. It's not. Um, I, I gather it's more common uh, elsewhere. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, th I, think it, I think it is. And the, I'm certain that the reaction you, you get from uh, the yokel... Uh, the yokel in the country you've just run up to saying, help, help, 
um, you must help me because is going to be different um, in America and in the in and in the UK. Um, they may both be secretly on the side of the of the cultists, or they may both be enthusiastically agreeing with you. But their tells will be different, mm-hmm. um, and you will have um, different social barriers to overcome to convince them. But uh, no. this is a hang on, hang on. We were starting out or out on this as a, as Britain as a, a place to set games. Well, yes, but but that's the thing. There there are multiple levels of this. There, there's the geography. There's the society. There, there's the sort of thing that happens here. These these are all different things. Hmm. I mean, uh, you know, there there would be no room for an Area Fifty One in the UK. You know, the the secret the secret base where where they have enough space to fly UFOs and, and people can only see them from a distance. We tried putting them in Australia and they objected. Yeah, but yeah, it had the rocket launchers had to go to Australia. Um, yeah. All right, they were spayed at them, but that was not. Yeah, that that was essentially a glorified missile silo. Um, we don't have the space. We do have the people. We we have and in, in the same way that, that I think uh, British culture used to look at the Japanese. Yeah, um, American culture can look at us and say, "Yeah, we're, we're doing this stuff in a small space, so so we do things that don't need as much space, rather than." Yeah, um, I think I, I think we the, the Americans look at us and look at us in the same way we still look at the Japanese and say, "Aren't they formal? Aren't they reserved? Aren't they? Um, aren't they odd and and hierarchical?" Now, I look at the Americans, I see people deferring all the bloody time and tugging their, not tugging their forelocks, because it's not Yeah, but if you grow up at it, it doesn't feel like formality. Yeah. Um, there are still yeah, the things you have to do. Yeah. Um, um, I, I'm just remembering um, my, my father-in-law did, did very well on business in Japan because he was the guy who could work out, unlike his American competitors, that when, when the Japanese people he was talking to said, Yes, all right, but that would be very difficult. What they meant was no, as as opposed to offer us more money. <laughs> yeah, the the the, the Japanese have uh, the the Japanese uh, British. I think some British people have difficulty with Japanese levels of of polite obfuscation because uh, I, uh, one of the liberating things about becoming quite old is that I feel I'm I'm capable of saying. To other people, no, you're wrong. No, <laughs> that isn't right. No, I know because rather, I, I, I'm no longer, I'm no longer employed. I don't have to consider anybody's feelings. <laughs> and but, so I, can, yeah, I, I, I think though, if if one is, hmm, I suppose there are multiple levels of this. I mean, you, you could have, um, how, how do you, how do you? Convincingly portray a British NPC outside the UK. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, and that's the, a tricky the, one. Well, the answer is obviously British people are people, um, but there, there are certain certainly tendencies one one could indulge. Well, I, I, I I've said before I have a t- terrible tendency to fall. Uh, you may not have noticed this to fall into the bluff old duffer and uh, and uh, and benevolent uh, uh, elderly gen- gentleman who thanks people terribly terribly but <laughs> I, I and i'm afraid that if i find myself in an alien environment i i play the stage englishman 
even more than I do in normal life. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a strong temp- temptation, if only because it makes some young American girls go, Squee, you have such a lovely accent. <laughs> oh. and, and I don't get to make young ladies go squee very often nowadays. Of course, what in in some ways this is a, this is a thing of politeness in itself because it is giving them giving them a stereotype that they're familiar with and know how to interact with. Yeah, I would think rather, I rather, think rather they, than leaving you confused by the foreigner. I think they know. Well, well, I'm going to do that anyway because I'm going to say no. You haven't done this right. Please do this correctly, <laughs> and and that's going to cause trouble. But uh, uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, there is a fine line for the foreign traveller between these people have just screwed things up up, and these people are giving you what they think is normal. Um, and, and it's sometimes very difficult to tell. And we apologise as world travellers when that starts happening again for the, uh, for the experience. We have exciting new diseases to bring to you. Yes, yes. Please, 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 please try our personal favours and let us sneeze upon you. I think I think um, I I've got a strong feeling that there is um, a mechanical difference in style between the the British preferences in game mechanics and other people's. We're not we're not as free form as the wave that came out of the Scandinavian countries, um, and we're not as angst driven and immersive as the Scandinavians. At least not all the time. We like it when we can get it. Well, but... see also not taking ourselves terribly seriously. It, yes. it, it is very hard to play axe driven with a straight face. Can't you? You're supposed to be living a life of quiet desperation, can't you? <laughs> uh, and there's... Uh, uh, and uh, uh, and there's... There, there are assumptions that the Americans still hold about uh, about fantasy satisfaction, which I don't think quite uh, work with British gamers, or maybe it's just me that I've browbeaten my players into accepting that there are <laughs> things that they can't have. I got, I, I'm going to run my second um, shaman initiation for the new um, uh, well, uh, for the new uh, RuneQuest Glorantha rules uh, ever, hoping that, that this week, and I hope it's going to go better than the first one did, but we may not get past the point at which we negotiate because the players are a little... Um, Players are a little uncertain and shy, and I'm not sure we're going to get past the point at which we negotiate which of the two alternative shamans he ought to study under and um, uh, take their exam under. Because so, since he's got a choice, and it involves whether he's allowed, he's going to be interacting with the other player characters. Uh, I, I think, on the whole, that uh, that I should have uh, I should have insisted. That uh, Chaosium need to write the uh, write the, uh, the the Sartorites shaman rules up really really soon, and not include so many damn foreigners foreigners amongst the standard issue characters. It's causing me heartache. Oh well, that's that's a quiet rant. But 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 I what I was saying when I started it was the British um, tend to be allowed, uh, tend to accept tend to accept that there are limits on their on their instant gratification. I think that makes for more interesting gaming. And when, you know, in, in the US model, you've got... Uh, is it the man who shot Liberty Valance? Um, yeah. 
It is, it is something. The man who shot Liberty Valance is the one where James Stewart thinks he's killed Liberty Valance, but he hasn't. And he rides to fame on the legend. And when he tells the story, the reporters say, we print the legend. Um, or when, when, yeah, uh, but, when, but that, that seems to be much more the, the sort of structure I would expect to see in, in a UK thing than the more straightforward mm. American style, usually. I mean, as we said at the beginning, this isn't in any way an absolute division. But but I, I, I would expect to see something like that. Or, you know, I, I could easily see that in a Warhammer game. You know, you, you track down the big hero who will, say, who will save the day just as he did ten years ago and you discover that he's actually a complete fake. That that would drop straight into a Warhammer adventure. Yeah, but Jimmy Stewart's character isn't a fake. He's a very brave man. Mm-hmm. He's just not the big goddamn hero. And the big goddamn hero doesn't get the girl, doesn't get the glory. Mm-hmm. Goes home and lives alone and dies alone, um, um, in a town where nobody quite appreciates what they've done. He's done for them, and John Wayne, surprisingly, a couple of times in his late career, got to play tragedy and do it quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not playing against type; it's playing the type to its actual um, to its actual limits and implications, giving him something better than the things he, he, he had already done. Well, you, you could look at it in terms of um, the, the, the Greek heroic tragic arc, you know, Timo Hubris Nemesis. Um, you start off getting more and more honour and glory and stuff, and sooner or later, either you're going to die of it, or you're going to start believing your own legend. Th- those are the only mm. two outcomes. And once you start believing your own legend, it's, all, it's downhill all the way. Yeah, there is a there is a about a, a fine line that you should not cross, and that uh, some people don't cross. Um, actually, I was going to mention George Marshall for a very British American hero, who who was the sec, uh, who was the chief of general staff and secretary. I think he was also secretary of war, and after the war, secretary of state. And he was the man who wanted more than anybody to be the commander in chief. Uh, Allied forces Europe and uh, President uh, Roosevelt said to him George I don't think I feel safe with you out of Washington and he said very well Mr President then the person I recommend is uh, Dwight Eisenhower and stayed in in Washington coordinating the war effort throughout Mm -hmm. and and a man of supreme modesty Alistair Cook uh, said of him that he 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 turned down the chance to sell his memoirs for a million dollars with, but you don't understand, Mister X. I am not interested in one million dollars. And mm-hmm. oh well, uh, heroes. And that that's that that uh, that is a very British thing. Um, was well, a thing that we would like to think we we were all capable of, though we're not all. Um, but we'd like to think it. Mm. Okay, we've we've I, rung I think, a lot. I think that's, yeah. Okay, we've rung a lot out of this. Uh, let's let's move on and give ten minutes to our next topic. As you 
recall, a bit over a year ago, pretty much all gaming turned from local to remote. And yeah, so we've, we've had more, more than a year. I think it's last face-to-face gaming session I had might have been last April, something like that. Yeah. And we, we've now got, I think, got used to what works and what doesn't. So what has worked? What hasn't worked? Well, our problem has been, I think one of our major problems has been that we are riding on the back of software that was written for other things. That is... Um, uh, that is best suited for uh, for ends that are not are not ours. But we're we're adapting and we're we're making do. Uh, I, I, I think, but still, things that are easy around a table are damned hard around. Uh, even with the specialised software like the 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 tabletop, the virtual tabletops like Roll Twenty. Um, and, and Roll20 is the one I use most of, most of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it doesn't integrate the, uh, the, the, the chat terribly well with the, with the tabletop, and I have to use another chat program in order to supplement it. But even, even with the help of those, things like uh, rolling dice and uh, checking results and keeping the flow of narrative, and especially high mechanical narrative like co- uh, combat, going is sometimes very difficult and I want to be back where I can get body cues and read the table easily and not have people fly in and out of focus all the time it's it's quite hard but we're, we're making do I have a feeling that this may push um, the enthusiasts among us to start doing better at this but most of the enthusiasm has gone into the things that I don't need like um, uh, like maps and animations and things yeah, like I, that. I, I have actually started running a tactical map game um, What are you using and how easy is it? Uh, I'm using Jitsi and Inkscape which we mm-hmm. t- talked about briefly before uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily recommending anybody else do this uh, I already knew Inkscape but it, it's basically a vector drawing program. I can zoom stuff in and out. I can bring in maps, bitmap yeah. bit map images for the, for the characters, for monsters, whatever, and and just casually drag them around, uh, which is essentially what I want. I've I've written a program which will drop a her- GURPS hex grid onto whatever map I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, yeah, the 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 thing the the disadvantage compared with Roll Twenty is well the the. There are lots of them, obviously. I mean, it's not a full rules implementation. It's not a rules implementation at all. Uh, the, the main thing is that I have to do all the moving because this is running on my second screen linked into the video chat. Yeah, two screens does make uh, does make a, a, a difference. I do not yet have the ideal setup, uh, mostly because I, I, I spilled some orange juice onto my brand new screen and there was a tragedy. Dear me, you let uh, the magic smoke out. I, I I couldn't get any smoke in. Something bad happened anyway. I, I would say uh, one thing that's worked well for me. Um, what I'm used to from pre-isolation is generally sitting around a room, not at a table, but at some distance from each other, mm-hmm. and and our notes and character sheets or whatever are on our laps. And now that the rest of the group is just over there on the screen, rather than all the way over there in the room. I'm finding it easier to make a quick transition between 
looking at people's faces and looking at my notes without having the feeling of a change of setting. So I, I can more easily glance down at the notes, check something, glance back at the group, keep talking, than yeah. face-to-face, oh, well, which slightly surprised me, but it, it, it seems to have worked out that way. I think, I, yeah, nonetheless, even with uh, a group scattered around a living room, I find it. I, I, I'm finding I'm missing the ability to um, sum up people's mood. I'd say the way sure. you're, what you're doing with your technical setup is too technical for most people. Most people want stuff baked in. I found well the, early- the vast majority. Yeah, apart from that one tactical map game, every game I'm playing in at the moment yeah. looks just like what we're doing now. Uh, a, a bunch of Windows on Jitsi. We don't yeah. need a dice roller because we have our own dice. It's true that we. Uh, we it's true that we do. Um, I have, uh, and for one of my games, uh, my Monday Monday night games, which is running on Tuesday at the moment, but never mind. Um, uh, we are we are all keeping our three d six for GURPS and rolling them as needed. Except uh, Debbie, if you're listening to this, remember in GURPS it's three d six, not d one hundred. How she manages to forget that, I don't know. And the oh. thing is, pe- people who who for whatever reason don't don't have dice or whatever or thing, yeah, there are dice rollers on phones. Yeah, that's well, and and trusting people does work. But my other group has um, slightly more complex uh, rolling needs, and and for and I have one player who is functionally very limited of sight, mm-hmm. and and he needs technical help. So we're we're all use, using it and all trying to be helpful. Yeah, that um, uh, that could, if somebody wants to do something uh, charitable and decent, then finding a means to give uh, blind and partially sighted people more access to uh, this sort of thing mm-hmm. by uh, by dedicated macros and extensions to the popular systems would um, uh, would be doing to and and having uh, and having bots which will repeat the what the role says into everybody's ears. Would also be um, uh, extremely useful. Mm-hmm. I uh, I had one more technical instance of difficulties just this last week when I did my first uh, online LARP, um, a tryout of something for one of the uh, groups of writers from the Peaky um, LARP writing workshop, uh, which was fun, and it was on a theme that I had thought about doing something on myself. Uh, before uh, first contact, uh, but what I found was that none of the easily adapted software we were using Discord, which I would admit may have been a mistake because it is dedicated towards a different kind of online gaming. But the issue that I found was the difficulty of forming forming small groups of people, and though that there were rooms quote air quotes already set up for the locations and they had enough software to say as you enter the room you see this this and this and if you examine you see that that and that in the style of an early text game Mm -hmm. there were still bugs it was very slow it was you we couldn't look out of the windows of our spacecraft and see what was going on um in the plaza below when logically we should have been able to do so Mm. Um, and uh, it was the GMs didn't have the ability 
on to convey information to and fro from the different groups and forming small knots of people, one or two people off in a corner, which would be simplicity itself if we were doing this as an actual LARP in a set of an actual physical location, just didn't seem to happen. It was tricky, a little stressful, but made better by having a good set of players and a good uh, set set up and set of characters. Mm -hmm. And the GMs weren't bad either, and I must write them a note of praise. A a thing I've found which I think may may be tied to your comment on uh, being able to read the room is that it feels like more heavy lifting for as GM. Um, quite often in a face-to-face game, I can get a situation set up and then the, the players essentially are, are turned loose to go on and say, well, what about this? What about that? Let's look into this thing. Let's mm. try that thing. And in, a, in an o- online game, I'm finding I, I'm more prone to have to say, yeah, all right, what are you going to do next? Every few minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not just a distraction thing though. I'm sure that's there. It's just that I th- I think that I think the uh, chat window is less engaging. I think I think it's the it's not that you're not reading the room. It's that the uh, the players aren't reading the other players. Yeah, they're not get they're not getting sparks. They're not getting. Um, well, there, there's a bit, it's not an absolute. There's a bit of that. It's though, not but, a, right, but, it, but it, it, yeah, it, it's it's a muffle. It's it's a mute, um, not in the technical sense. I mean, the thing you stick on the end of your trumpet to give it a different sound. Um, that's called a mute, isn't it? I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and that sort of thing is, yeah, it, it's it's it, it's nothing we can do anything about until you know we have holodeck levels of of uh, personal net presence and and people interacting with us. That is not going to happen just yet. Yeah, um, one thing that has worked surprisingly well for me, um, and it was more or less a coincidence, the, the machine I'm talking to you on now is is quite an old laptop, so while it can do the video conference thing, uh, it can't really do much else at the same time. Yeah. And so I started bringing a second laptop to put next to it, which, which is out, out of camera view. But I, I have found that just the, the transition from game to paper notes and back again is, is quite yeah. quick that I can go from game to the, to over here where I'm looking up a rule book in the background while I'm still talking to my notes to the to the group to my notes to the look up and so on and and basically it is all one thing that is about 80 degrees perceived wide rather than a bunch of different places to look at with with a transition time between them that, that may just be my slightly weird way of looking at things but but I think I think there's some uh, generality there. I st- I still have a lust for two screens, um, and, and uh, I, because I want at least one one screen full of the faces of the people I'm talking to, mm-hmm. and another screen with either the map or my notes, or that I can flick to and fro. And setting that up whilst before I poured the orange onto the connection um, was was actually quite simple. I found that uh, Windows. I know you don't like Windows, Roger. Can we have a Windows anti... Roger's anti-Window, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to mention it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found Windows easy easy to set up in, in that regard and easy to use, so um, I'm going to be nice to Microsoft for five seconds. Okay, that's but, enough. <laughs> the, 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 
But uh, yes, I, I mean, th- I think, I, I think for, we, for me, I think it's two separate laptops. For, for you, it's multiple screens. The, the, I don't think the details really matter. Uh, it, it's that idea of you've got a, the, the single space into which you can look at things. If if I enlarge my perception a bit further, I've got a table over here where I can put rule books and the dice tray and so on. And it's, it's all a combination of within easy reach and at the same yeah. sort of distance, but at the same time not all cramped into one place on my lap, which, which works uh, quite well. Doing, doing this year or more of virtual gaming has been... Um, I'm not quite sure if it's reconciled me to the to which I prefer of um, physical rule books, uh, rule books on uh, on an iPad or rule books on the computer itself. I uh, it is it is hard. There, there's there are delays in getting to what I want and difficulties in getting to what I want in mm-hmm. any of the three. Yeah, and I can't, and I I tend to have all three to hand. When I'm GMing here, um, and if I if I were wise, I'd probably have um, the PDFs of uh, of all the rule systems going to need on the computer, except that Adobe Acrobat's. This is something me being nasty to one of the big players. Adobe Acrobat's uh, reader PDF reader tends to crash um, a little too easily if you have uh, large numbers of rule of heavy uh, graphics pdfs open on it i'm told there are much better ones for windows these days i mean don't ask me i'm the last person you should ask about this but ask somebody who actually runs windows and they will probably tell you yeah yeah i, I want cheap um i i am still uh i i'm tend i do tend to splurge on game related stuff this apparently isn't one of them <laughs> uh, and and, my, and apparently my my soul still causes me to cringe whenever People want ask me to uh, to subscribe to things. Well, of course um, not. That, of course you don't do that. that. They can just turn that off whenever they want to, and you're stuffed. Uh, I, I would say what, one one last point from my experience is that I'm still finding it basically a bit more tiring than face to face gaming. I I like to call. I try to remember to call a break every sort of ninety to one hundred twenty minutes. Yeah. Um. Just to be. All right, I, I I have been in the in this hemisphere of uh, gaming game related information, but now it is time to l- look out of the window and do something else for a bit. Just yeah, just a few minutes. Go to the loo. Yeah, uh, and that that does help a lot. It, it it makes a four hour session much more sustainable than trying to do it all in all in one go. Well, I'm old, I, four hours definitely uh, would definitely be flaking me out, though I am older than you are, so that that may be a factor. And one of my one of my games is um, starting half an hour later and wrapping at the standard time. So I've I've taken half an hour of it. The other one seems to expand to fill all the time available <laughs> to it. I swear these people, don't, uh, because they're at home, they don't think they have to go home. <laughs> Haven't you got any homes to go to? Yes, I'm already there. Oh, bother. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I once shouted that out uh, to, to to the people at the Wickham Games Club as we were locking up, and Drac uh, pointed gently out to me that that was a little tactless, given the large number of homeless people who were hanging around outside. So uh, yeah, yeah. So what things I have regretted saying, part one thousand and fifty-seven of the series. Well. Yeah, we we I my think my my final take on this is that um, it's got better over the year and we've got better at it over the year. But I think there's a fair way 
to go and um and systems and people keep not seeing quite what i'm making a fuss of because their their system is doing what they want it to do um and and uh it's also uh important to note and discover the uh, interactions of everybody's home system and the the, the cool uh, software that you're using which varies widely and wildly. There doesn't appear to be a single way of doing this. But then the worldwide shortage of webcams and laptops uh, that this has brought on uh, may be partly to blame. Yeah, uh, I still like the thinnest possible interface. Um, this, is, this is one of the reasons I'm, I am still doing most of my gaming through Jitsi. I've, I think I've used Roll20 once. Mm. But it didn't to the sort of thing I want, you know, bearing in mind the fairly specialised sort of game I run, it didn't really seem to offer anything beyond here's a perfectly good video chat system, we've got dice, that's all we need. If I were playing a map game, a tactical game, yeah, then mm. yeah. Uh, my 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 players have been um antsy about the um the video chat quality on um on, on roll roll twenty. It isn't it isn't the same quality and the same reliability as we're used to with dedicated programs like this. But if you are if you're going to roll twenty primarily for the maps and the movement and the dice roller, then it, it's it's worth it. I'm, my group is only going there for the dice roller at the moment. Yeah. Um, and the and there are and uh, there are uh, the uh, as I'm running RuneQuest, the strike rank. Um, Index and <laughs> uh, and uh, keeping track of who's been is actually an improvement on me doing it around the table. Um, one of my players rightly chastises me for not following the um, the standard procedure, <laughs> and uh, and that means uh, and, that, and this is making it easier for my forgetful old self. When it comes to combat, we did the first week without it and the second week with it, and it made a noticeable difference. Yeah, I, I can give you good news and bad news on that. Uh, the good news is quite a lot of people agree with you that the Royal Twenty chat is a bit rubbish and use separate chat programs, whatever those may be. Yeah. On the other hand, particularly if people have got slightly old machines, that means running two separate bits of software that are, that are fighting for CPU time. So you know. Yeah, it, it, it's it's true and. Uh... I've updated my machine over the year, but that was more to it uh, running out of um, out of lifespan than uh, uh, than wanting to have the ace. There ought to be um, there ought to be a specification for um, a really good um, online role playing system, minimum minimum set of specs and capacity, um, and that ought, ought to be a thing. Not just I don't. But I, I don't know if it's covered by the same things that uh, people who are playing uh, video games and chatting at the same time ha- already have. Uh, uh, th- those will simply be much more demanding. Yeah. Modern, but... modern games are more, more demanding than almost any other legitimate use. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, but for those of us who really don't care to go around zapping things all the damn time... Mm-hmm. Um, it might, uh, a minimum set of um, guidelines might be good. Somebody else do it, not me. 
Because <laughs> I, 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 I won't understand it when you've done it, but I know it needs to be done. Overall, I don't think I'm gaming more or less than before this started. Quite a bit, quite a bit of my gaming was actually remote. Mm-hmm. Um, for the wives and sweethearts with, with uh, you, the um, well, that 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 that, that, that the, the people, the, the the little knot of, of well, two, two little knots of people that you and I game with on online are, are still going, and you've still got uh, Watson Hall, mm-hmm. um, and and Watson Hall is scattered from Devon to the Midlands. So, yeah, um, and and I am grateful that uh, my connections with you have got me um, some. Online and exotic gaming. Um, I'm still not convinced by Genesis. No, really, I'm not. <laughs> Meanwhile, the um, Cambridge group, I suspect, is going to go back to playing in Cambridge. What's going into people's houses is a sensible thing to do again. So, we'll yeah. see how that goes. Well, hopefully, shortly, my Monday night group will actually be meeting in people's houses and even occasionally coming around here for board games again. And that will be nice. And Bruce will just have to get used to people he's never met before, that's all. <laughs> well, yeah, all right. An interesting experience, but we think we know better. Much like virtual sex. I'll leave that. that no, never mind. Never no, mind. No, 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 don't, don't touch it with a bone. That has been Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice. If you'd like to tell us about what you think the essence of Britishness or British gaming or both are, um, or if you want to tell us about your virtual experience, gaming only, please, not sex, then you can reach us at... Uh, Leave a message on the website or email podcast at tekili.ly. And we plan to be back this time next month. (laughs) 